Now broadcasting from inside Furry Heads rent free. He's gonna tell you what it's really like to be a furry and he's not holding back. Get ready for your weekly dose from the prescriber of the hard truth on Unleashed. Here's your host, Lifty Husky. Greetings folks and welcome to Unleashed. I'm your host, Lifty, the prescriber of the hard truth. And joining me is my co-host, Tex. Hi y'all, I'm here for the fun. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) So tonight we want to start off by asking a question. Did you know that there were two furry conventions that took place this past weekend? Oh, gasp! Yeah. The first one was Canference, a small but well-established furry convention took place in Canada's capital of Ottawa. They had 863 attendees this year. Very good. That's wonderful. Good, yeah. good attendance. I did recognize quite a few fursuiters that went and had a great time. Lots of furries, of course, love to post pictures of their experience at Canference like they do with any convention, and many did, but much to their surprise, not many people knew that Canference was even happening this weekend because it was overshadowed on social media by the other convention that happened this past weekend. And that convention was much smaller, and it was out in the middle of Oklahoma, of all places. So I think you know where I'm getting at here. So not beating around the bush. We're going to be talking about free-for-all tonight. Now, before we begin, I'd like to note a bit of full disclosure. I did not attend free-for-all. I didn't attend for, uh, free-for-all either. Nor did we send any correspondence to this convention. So to talk about free-for-all with us, we've invited over an attendee from the event named Buddy. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I am Buddy. I'm sure you've probably seen me on the free-for-all tags. It was a great con, and I uh, look forward to talking about it and enlightening everybody and what actually went on during the convention, as opposed to what people say happened. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining our podcast. We really appreciate it. I, we no greatly problem. appreciate it. So we want to start off the episode by just asking some general questions. Um, so, first question, the obvious one. Uh, what brought you to Free For All? Well, honestly, I personally, I go to as many cons as I feasibly can, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to money and such. I was invited with, along with my friend group. Um, I don't know if this is a common thing, but I come from Second Life from a decade ago. And I have a friend group from there, and we've been friends for a while. And they said, hey, uh... Oklahoma, so having free for all, it's a first year convention. You know, I wasn't, I didn't do my prior research to the convention before I attended. Um, but yeah, they all invited me along. I said, yeah, it's a two hour flight. Why the hell not? So, you know, I just kind of tagged along for a convention since I hadn't been to one since uh, FWA, was that in August or May? So mm-hmm. that's no real reason. I don't have a real, like, oh, I really needed to be there because, you know, this is going to be the con. I just, went to a con because it's a con as many of the people did the same yeah yeah but uh yeah i'm just excited to attend it it uh turned out better than i thought it would initially would have been i mean uh, there's a few surprises on the way but other than that just a convention (laughs) okay all right (laughs) i got a question for you how was the overall atmosphere of the whole convention 
if I were to describe it in a phrase, I would say a ghost town. <laughs> it was it was very desolate. I mean, so there are a few moments in in during the convention where there were tons of people. I mean, the total attendees was like two hundred and eight people, I believe, registered. But the most you would see at a single time, I would say, would be between thirty and fifty people. You know, all conjugating. Like at the one mo- moment where we had that parade, that was the most I seen the entire con. And then as soon as the parade was over, everyone scattered, and I was like, "Where did everybody go?" You know. <laughs> so, did you encounter any people with bad vibes at this convention? No, I no? did not. Uh, okay. Contrary to belief, a lot of it was just like any other convention. You know, it's your typical furry convention where everyone's very awkward, very shy. You know, everyone is nervous and they don't want to talk to anybody they all have their own little niche groups and they hang out in corners but you know if you approach people they will talk to you it's like any other convention and nobody was sitting there you know griping and grieving about politics and stuff it was just a convention all right i I love that yeah yeah uh what was the biggest surprise at the convention in your view biggest surprise there are a few. I was surprised at how many would attend, honestly, because I know it was a first-year con, and I know, you know, after I had arrived, I had figured out the whole uh, drama around the convention itself. But the biggest surprise was how many people attended, and I was absolutely uh, flabbergasted about how much money they raised for charity, how much donations they were able to achieve at the end. I mean, eight. it was over $8,000 yeah. for such a small con. For his first year, I was... You know, everyone's crying, graping, oh... You know, all that money was donated by the Raiders. You know, only $1,000 was donated by the Raiders. The rest were just, you know, collective. Hmm. Yeah, that that amount of money that was raised definitely kicks ass compared to some other well-established conventions. Like, uh, furthermore, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they only raised, like, a little over $5,700 among 1,200 people. And then this oh. convention comes around, raises $8,000 among 200 people. <laughs> Later on in another episode of the podcast, we are definitely going to be talking about Furthermore and their charity because it is, there's some interesting stuff happening. So stay tuned, listeners. Boy. We've got something to talk about about that. I have one last question I want to ask them real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Compared to the con and how it was... Now that the con is over, what do you think about it now after viewing Twitter? What is my opinion of the convention now that I've seen everything that's been talked about? Yes. Um, they're all wrong. I mean, they're not all wrong, but you know, they take, they take the, what, the one fact and they will take that and they will run with it and they will stretch it to as much, you know, to reach as many people as possible. I mean, yes, there were raiders. Yes, they are. Okay. They're not racist. You know, despite the belief, they do not openly say racist things. They have a bad, you know, atmosphere around them. They do wear things that may that give the impression that they are the, you know, that that they are Nazis or whatever. They wear the armbands. You know, I believe the cat guy wore a um, SS hat and did the 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 uh, the salute. Mm. But um, other than that, you know, they do these things because they know they get a rile out of people. But that, you know, 
just because people like this attend the convention does that does not as automatically make everyone else who attended associated with them and makes them just as evil. I mean, they aren't evil people. Me and my friends were able to have a conversation with these, you know, raiders and talk to them. They're literally they are like every other furry I've ever met. They are awkward, you know, you know, anti-social. They are just your typical nerd furry person who's going to a convention just trying to talk, hang out, have fun. I think most of it is just blown out of proportion and and you know, everyone believes Twitter over anyone else and they believe Twitter is real life. Twitter is not real life. <laughs> uh, one last question. Uh, what do you think uh, Free For All is doing differently from other conventions that you think other conventions should do? I believe they are doing the whole freedom thing. That's their whole theme. The whole theme, you know, is the anything goes. You know, they tried to make it a non-sexual convention as opposed to every other single convention that exists where they have a sexual sort of you know, enigma to it. You know, there's the after dark. There's the adult dealers and all this. This yeah. one only had the dealers den. There was no uh, adult paraphernalia. Sexual attire was not permitted. You know, you couldn't walk around in like at BLFC. People were walking around in skin suits, pup masks. You know, like the bulge thongs that you can see. It was none of that. It was very modest. Everyone was wearing fursuits or they were clothed. There was no, you know, nudist or you know, nudity, pornography, etc. And the whole Come as you are, do what you want, follow our rules, which are very, you know, slim to none, and you'll have a good time. And people did have a good time, you know. And mm -hmm. the whole point is to just not have restrictions. I mean, you know, obviously there's a couple, but that's just trying to keep it PG in a way. Mm -hmm. But there was no vaccine requirement, you know, there was no mask mandate. And there, there were. It was in the city hall, which that was also very shocking to me. I did not know the location of the venue before I attended. It was in the city hall, and there were police patrolling almost twenty four seven. And it just, it felt, you know, it was great. It was a great time. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wonderful. I like the insight. Going further into our episode, I guess we would want to discuss some of the good things that we observed coming from Free for All. Because of course we didn't attend, but we, but I mean this this is of course this episode is not going to be an episode that's going to be completely trashing for free for all just for its existence. <laughs> uh, we, we don't do that. We're not doing that. And I and I really want to just make it known that there have been times when I could have said something on this podcast about free for all because of course furries were bitching about it its entire <laughs> existence for the entire year. Prior to now, furries were bitching about it in some way, shape, or form. It's like, ah, this Nazi kind happening, this fashion, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't really want to listen to any of the noise. It was a furry convention that really didn't pick up on my radar. I, I didn't really feel any deep interest in mm. going to Oklahoma for a convention. That and, you know, Oklahoma, it's like 500 bucks to fly to. <laughs> Tulsa from Baltimore. It's like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tex, you're closer. I know, I can drive. <laughs> but fuel prices. So some of the good things that we observed. So the first thing that I want to point out is that they had a panel about overcoming addiction hosted by Two Griffin. And I thought that this was, this is something that I feel definitely needs to be at a lot more conventions because you go to some of these conventions 
some of these furries, they have addictions, deep-seated addictions that they do not admit to. Then they go to a furry convention and they basically go like white girl wasted. They drink too much. They bend over for every Tom, Dick, and Harry's dick that's there. They get high on all kinds of drugs. They trash uh, hotel rooms. They, they trash mm -hmm. restrooms. They just act a fool. They act a fool for the lack of a better term. And, you know, this, this is a symptom of deep-seated problems that they have that they don't tackle. Mm -hmm. And they're in a community that doesn't seem to want to point out that, yeah, you have a support group here that we will help you, but you've got to take that first step in admitting you have a problem. Nobody does that for anybody. Nobody. And I think, you know, having an overcoming addiction panel like they did at, uh, at Free For All is just like a welcoming breath of fresh air. Like, yes, finally, somebody's coming clean about their addictions and is opening up the floor so that other people can, can think about what's, you know, what, what's addicting to them and can talk about it. Uh, did you attend the panel at all, buddy? So, <laughs> funny thing about that panel is that it did not happen. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what? The, it didn't what? happen. Okay. That's, another, that's a, uh, another issue that I had with the convention is that to Griffin himself, he's, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he was very unprofessional the entire time. Um, he had a booth set up in the dealer's den and nobody could buy any of his merch because he was never there. So the night of the second day, I assumed he said after his comedy show or whatever it was that he was going to go out drinking. He's okay, I'm going to go to the bar now. He was supposed, to, uh, a lot of stuff had to be rescheduled because of him. They had to move his panel. They moved his, uh, the, the addiction panel to 9 p.m., which was after the closing ceremonies. It was, it was supposed to be, I believe, either at noon or prior, you know, prior to the closing ceremonies at some point. And he was not even at the convention space at, uh, before the uh, ceremonies. He was there at the ceremonies, but before that, he had still been trying to get to the convention. I don't know the details of it. I just assume, like everyone else, that he got too drunk or, you know, whatever it was. But uh, after the closing ceremonies... He kind of sat in the main event hall and just talked with people. I he did talk about he did talk about addictions. I could overhear him talking, but it wasn't like a panel. He was just there in a small group discussing it. I mean, at that time there was only like ten people still walking around. <laughs> but uh, the panels, I will say, they were a little bit crap. <laughs> Generally speaking, they were a little bit crap. They could wow. have been better. Wow. Okay. I'm shocked. Well. I noticed in the schedule that like a good lot of the panels were hosted by two Griffin. There were yes. not that many panels that were hosted by the community or hosted by anybody else that attending the event. It was mm -hmm. just like, you know, this, this panel hosted by two Griffin, then followed up by this panel hosted by two Griffin. I was like, it made no sense. The thing about the panels is that I was, uh, you know, at the, at the last night I was talking with my group, with the uh, the main guy who put it, put together everything, and he um, he told us that he just had the hardest time finding anyone to volunteer for panels. He um, on upon his time trying to you know weed out who to bring and who's to allow, he got tons and tons of um, bullshit 
auditions. You, you know, you know. What I don't know how to explain. It. Like people would say, oh, like for his DJ, he he only had two DJs, and he couldn't get anyone else. No one else offered to DJ, and the only other people who offered were like, you know, the Twitter people trying to cause more trouble, trying to you know, fake, <laughs> fake, uh, fake auditions, stuff like that, just trying to waste his time. You know. So that was the main issue. I think people were just too afraid to offer themselves to do these things because of the whole stigma around everything. Did the cancel culture panel happen as well? Uh, yeah, that was the first day. So unfortunately, I did miss like the entire first day. <laughs> I my plane my plane didn't show up until like three p.m. because it was delayed. So I missed most of the first day, but I it did it did go on. I heard. I've heard some people bitching about the cancel culture panel saying, oh, no, they're talking about cancel culture. This this convention <laughs> was supposed to be apolitical. Why are they calling? Why are they talking about cancel culture? And I'm like, my brother in Christ, it is because <laughs> people like you are doing the canceling. Right. And you, people like you, not not you, buddy, not not you, tech, not, <laughs> not not our listeners, of course. But, you know, people know that they are doing the canceling. And they don't want to admit that they're doing the canceling. It's kind of like this phenomenon that I see in the media. It's called, uh, it's not happening, but we're glad it is. Right. As contradictory and nonsensical as that sounds, the media loves to do that all the time. And in the furry fandom, we do that all the time with cancel culture. Mm -hmm. We want to we just talk to people and say, oh, yeah, cancel culture is not a thing. But we're glad that people are getting canceled. Like this show. <laughs> I know people that will, that will try to gaslight me and gaslight everybody and say, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we, we don't believe in cancel culture. And then it's like, oh, but Lifty and that, and that shitty podcast of his, don't listen to that crap. <laughs> they try to there's cancel. A reason, right. There's a reason why there was a panel for this, because it's such a big issue in the community, you know? Um, like yeah. I'll I'll speak openly here about my my experiences with the cancel culture at this con. Prior to this con, I the only ish, the only times I had it wasn't really canceling, but you know arguing with people on Twitter, which I need to stay off of every time I go to con because it just causes issues. Uh -huh. um, was at, was at FWA, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with John Wolf or AKA mm. Pizza Guy. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, you had made the stupid mistake of trying to defend him on Twitter because people were just going full hammer and sickle and just at his throat and i was like dude he's just a furry he's yes some of his he is very tasteless and some of the things he does is very unpleasant but he is a person he is a horny furry like all of you people that are going to these conventions he is just like the rest of you except he has balls mm -hmm. he is just doing the things that you <laughs> would like to do but you aren't brave enough to do and they're all trying you know they all tried to attack him and i was just like you guys are just bullies. You're just bullying this poor guy. He had to take like a few month break um, off of from conventions and everything because he just didn't um, at the at. I know this is off topic because it's not this convention, but at FWA, he got approached by a young a teenager, a teenage woman, who went to his face and called him tons of slurs, told him that he should kill himself. You know, yeah. to his face at the convention space, and I was like, that you're that's you're a sociopath. Like there's you you're literally a sociopath. Why would you do that to some person? Yeah. And you know, yeah. at at free for all this this you know free for all this year, I had. I'm sure you guys have seen the sheep tweet. 
if you're familiar with it. Are you guys familiar with it? No. Go ahead and enlighten us, please. So there is a tweet uh, running around because they have this doxing party going on at FW uh, at Free or Free for All. Sorry, mm-hmm. a doxing party that's been happening by all these. I don't want to identify, but you know, leftists, the woke. They are going and they took a picture of the the parade. They said, "Please help us identify all these fursuiters. Get us their um, their you know their their Twitter handles, their Discord, everything. We want to know who they are." And they're trying, they're going around trying to find all this information about, um, about everybody. And she was picked out of a, uh, picked specifically as a target because one of the people, he was in a Telegram group and he said some unpleasant things about transsexuals uh, and transgender people. And, uh, he made a satire joke about, uh, inshallah, you know, very edgy, like everyone at the con, they're very edgy, they're edgy furries. They do these things. They say these things. It's satire. People don't understand satire, apparently. But, you know, that's here nor here nor there. Here nor there. And they associate Sheep with me because I bought his fursuit on my Twitter, my other Twitter account that I had. I had bought it for him because he didn't have a Twitter account at the time. And they, uh, you know, they, search, they searched on Twitter uh, for his fursuit, and it was attached to my name. And now I am being basically accosted and they're saying, oh, he's the same person. That's him. And first of all, how can we both be the same? Per- I mean, I guess it could be another person in the suit, but I'm not that person. He is not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am the bear. He is the sheep. We are associates. We're friends. That's it. Does not mean yeah. that I am a Nazi. He's not a Nazi. None of these people are Nazis. But there's this huge list, and they've got my name, my friends' names, all these people. And some people on there that have you know, haven't even done anything. They've just attended, and their name is on this list. And they are trying to say, oh, is this person this? And that's, it's a federal crime. What they're doing is a federal crime. They are trying to dox personal information about these people just because they are associated with the convention. And that, I mean, what do you do about this? Twitter is not going to do anything. People are being accosted, bullied, harassed, but there's nothing that's going to happen because they are the majority. They are the loud, they are, well, sorry, they are the loud minority, but the silent majority are just too afraid to speak up about it. Yeah. And that is the biggest yeah. issue that we are coming across right now. And uh, when you say personal information, how personal are we talking about here? Um, I don't have the, let me see if I can find it on my phone. They have a list of names, like uh, Twitter names, and they're trying to associate the Twitter names uh, with the pictures of the of the uh, at the convention, like you know, there's people who are out of out of suit, and then you have people. Um, I I showed you that stream earlier of the uh, the Brony guy who attended. He's a yeah. liberal, and he went to the con for and I quote. Uh, okay, I will quote it if I remember what he said. But it was something about just yeah, clout farming. He said, "I only went to this con because I want to clout. I want to farm for clout. I want because I he expected drama to happen." And people like him, he went around the entire con, uh, entire con filming, you know, he even, I even saw one of his videos, he walked past the fursuit lounge, and I'm sure you guys are familiar, you are not allowed to enter this fursuit lounge if you have no fursuit, you are not allowed to film the fursuit lounge, you're not tell because that is their identity that they prefer to keep, you know, private. And he directly points his camera through the door, and luckily, I was in there with, with Sheep and all them other, and we all had our heads on, luckily, but, you know, Say our suits weren't on, and they would have had footage of our faces, and that that would be it. You yeah. know, that would be our identities, and they would have it. Yeah. 
were they looking for like actual names, addresses mm -hmm. to um, like employer information to try to get you fired? Anything. It's it's the typical radical left just trying to to destroy people's lives because they don't agree with them. They they have a list of of Twitter names and they're trying to find out any information. I had to private all of my Twitter accounts because I was afraid because mm -hmm. I have family connections to my other Twitter accounts. I don't want any of that, you know, to be washed up. But they they do have like uh, I believe some people's discords were exposed on this list because they were able to find it on their Twitter. You know, I told everyone I I posted uh, to my friends. I was like, you need to private your accounts, block anyone that you assume is not going is not there to have fun, and just go upon go go about your day. Just do not acknowledge them. I would stay off Twitter for a few months just to hopefully let this blow over. But they are very crazy right now, and it's kind of shocking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a sad state of affairs, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I did. Well, we talked about a list that was being put together on Telegram, and you were on mm -hmm. it uh, because you were a fursuiter. And um, I want to I want to take a moment to talk about that list because I I'm I'm here to say first and foremost I condemn this behavior. This is this is utterly repugnant behavior. And when I saw the list and saw somebody was like gathering a list of people who were attending, who they could identify at this convention, I was just repulsed by it all. Because all that it is, is just this huge dragnet that they decide they're just going to throw uh, carelessly upon the convention. And here's the big problem that I saw with that dragnet, is that it caught everybody it didn't matter who you were it didn't matter how old you were it didn't matter why you attended why you were there you were caught in the dragnet too i want to point out this one tweet that i noticed uh, got a little bit of traction in that weekend because it was uh, a twit longer about a person's uh, experience at free-for-all oh, i think i know what you're talking about yeah yeah that one if if it's the long paragraph one, they exaggerated a lot and did lie about many things. <laughs> okay. Oh, did they really? So when I saw uh, Anthrocon happening a few hours away from my house, I had deemed it a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and convinced my parents to take me to Tulsa to spend two days at the con. Pursuing a career in art as a furry artist, and I figured it would also be a good opportunity to promote my art while I was there, maybe get some commissions. Beforehand, I had only researched con and fursuit etiquette. For reference, I do not own a fursuit. What to bring and how to act. I did know about Two Griffin beforehand, so I made great care not to interact or buy anything from him. Knowing this, I still wanted to go because I have never gone to a con before, and I've always wanted to go to one. This was my biggest mistake and regret. Before I continue on to my experience in the con area, I would like to remind everyone about my inexperience in cons and did no prior research about FFA, FFA 22 before going. I did not know who was going and what things they have done and with saying this, I do not support FFA, FFA 22 in any way. Not its founders, not its staff, not its purpose, not its attendees, and not anyone they ally with. I'm absolutely disgusted from finding out what went on after I left after reading through the free for all 22 hashtag. Oh boy. That's where it's it starts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so where, what part did you want to pick up, uh, on this, uh, on this experience? Um, I think you got disconnected in the first half, but I still remember vaguely what they talked about. Okay. Um, I know they mentioned in the beginning that they felt unsafe or they, they mentioned that there was no officers around, mm-hmm. you know, that's very much a lie. <laughs> there were cops <laughs> and I have photos. I could share the photos with you after this, if you'd like to include them in something. Okay. Okay. They, they were, yeah. they were wandering around. They were interacting with att- uh, con attendees and they, they even went into the game room and played, uh, the nerf battle with the attendees they literally were shooting at us with nerf guns and people had a fun time it was a you know it was fun you know no one's we weren't afraid of them they weren't looming over us and just acting tough they were just being people like oh look at these weird furries they're doing weird stuff i want to go talk to them (laughs) they i think the person who made that post is just looking for clemency they're just trying to to uh, absolve themselves of any guilt before they get eaten alive by their own friend. And that's where I want to get back to that quote-unquote dragnet list that I was talking about. They were part of that list. This person was a part of that list. And here's the problem. Hmm. This person is a minor. This person went with... Yes, the person's a minor. The person went with their parents. And why they got caught in this dragnet on telegram is beyond me but that's what i'm saying the people were out for blood for some reason and they didn't care who was caught in the dragnet they were going to go after them as well and it's Mm -hmm. it's sad it's sad that they have to make this um this entire post to quote unquote ask for clemency and ask for forgiveness from the twitter woke mob when all the Twitter woke mob needs to do is leave this person alone. Leave everybody who, came, who went there alone. That's what I tell everybody right. uh, who, who makes these tweets. Mind your damn business. This does not affect you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. They, it was disgusting to read that post on Telegram in the, in the Telegram channel saying, oh, yeah, well, this person, he seeks clemency. I seek clemency for him. It's like the thing you need to seek is therapy. Get a fucking grip. Right. Yeah, go to anger management classes. Yeah. Seriously. Everyone needs their own furry assigned psychiatrist. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong there. So despite all of that, um, I, did, I did hear in the, uh, in the video that the liberal that you posted about earlier mm-hmm. said uh, there was a, supposedly a threat that the police were investigating on the first day? Do you know anything See, about that? I wasn't there for the first day, but I hadn't, oh, right, heard, right, anything. Right, right. I, I hadn't heard anything about it okay. you know, during my time there. So I, I literally, you know, I was like, there was a threat. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I had yeah. heard nothing about it. Nobody talked about it. So I assumed it wasn't real. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's but, good. Yeah. Nevertheless, um, this convention didn't have any, any, crises or any any forms of vandalism no elevator problems no ambulances <laughs> yeah you know, I was about to that. <laughs> it didn't have any of that did it nope no. didn't have any sex scandals no nicky people running through the halls no no coming on pizzas you know nothing <laughs> nothing grotesque it was just a friendly convention and people just were a group mad. of people having fun 
Yeah. There were unfavorable people, like I mentioned, but mm-hmm. you don't have to interact with those people. They do not make the convention. They, the convention is what you make of it, and I had fun. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's wonderful. Glad you had a good time. I mean, it's amazing to me that the convention just kind of went without a hitch, given all the hate and all of the pseudo-threats that people were posting about on Twitter. And when the convention happened, it was, you know, most of the talk on Twitter was just 90%. I think you've seen this tweet. It was just 90% of people on Twitter typing furiously, stop having fun. <laughs> yeah, I did retweet that a couple times. <laughs> like, I couldn't, couldn't help to get a giggle because it's like, that's, that's literally what they're saying. They're just trying to soil everyone's time. And then what's even more ironic is that the Twitter hate mob, thanks to all their collective hate, made free-for-all and free-for-all 22 the trending topic for the entire weekend. It was... <laughs> yeah. Good job! The it's not thing. close to goal! You're playing thing. I, I thought that was just uh, an interesting quirk on Twitter that all of these people tweeting nonstop about how hateful this convention was mm-hmm. and how many Nazis and, and fascists were there suddenly made free-for-all like the trending topic on Twitter and Canference, which was happening in Canada, didn't get any of that attention. <laughs> it's funny as actually they mentioned it. It was, it was the trending topic twice in the span yeah. of three days. Yeah. 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 Amazing. It's all because people could not keep their collective. They couldn't (laughs) just not lose their shit about something that was happening hundreds of miles away. Right. Mm. And they didn't even go to. No, they didn't. No, nobody. Those people were not going to. um, We're not going to free for all. Of course, the people that went, they had their own criticisms to say about it like you did. And like mm-hmm. that pony dude did, mm-hmm. they had their own criticisms, but they actually went to that. Yeah. So, with that, let's seg you out into the not so good parts of free for all because I'm sure uh, free uh, I... first time convention. What's Sorry, I bring up one more topic before we yeah, go, go on to the bad parts. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but they. Um, the 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 Twitter mob also were attacking the um, the pet sanctuary or the animal sanctuary people that were a part of the donation group. They um, they were harassing them, saying, "Oh, they're animal abusers." They're because they they uh, the one the young lady had put the I believe it was a python inside of the ball pit as a it was a very funny joke, mm-hmm. and people on Twitter were losing their minds. This is animal abuse. You're hurting the snake. Blah blah blah. I I spoke to her i went up to her and i was like have you seen what they're saying about you guys on twitter and she says no and i showed her and she's like they are she literally she literally is like are you kidding me if the snake was in any harm or was unhappy it would leave the ball pit it is not disabled it has functions of its own and you know people were crying about the tortoise the big turtle the tortoise whatever how the shell was misshapen they're saying no that's due to abuse blah blah they actually discussed this. They, they, at, the, at the closing ceremony, they discussed all of the, the hateful things people were saying about them. They, say, they told them, we are a pet sanctuary. We take the harmed animals. We give them a home. We find the abandoned ones. 
I mean, they get abandoned animals mm-hmm. dropped off to them at, you know, inconspicuous times. Like, they just had two dogs dropped off at their, their farm or whatever they have, like, a week before they came to the convention. And they were like, oh, does anyone need dogs? You know, we don't have enough money to take care of all these things. We need help. We need volunteers. We need donations. And they were in tears at the end of the convention because of all the money they had uh, earned through donations to help with their sanctuary. Ah, wow. But wow. it's just... It's just sad to see these people. They have no discrepancies against furries, any of the LGBT community, and nothing. They just are running a sanctuary for animals. They're trying to save them. They're trying to help them, and they just get attacked and 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 you know shit talked online, making them look bad. Their public image, and then when they when they would block the people that were attacking them, you know, then they would cause more trouble by doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's I saw just... the tweets. Yeah, I saw were, the tweets about the uh, the snake in the ball pit, and I was mm-hmm. looking at that, and I'm thinking, this 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 snake is having the time of its life. It's having a I ball. That shit. Yeah, they're <laughs> having a ball. Yeah, I learned I learned more about. I mean, I for one, I do not like reptiles. This is the first time <laughs> I have touched a snake, a lizard, a bearded dragon, an iguana, all, all this stuff they had. They even had a fox. I did I did miss the fox, but I I, I wish I would have seen it. Um, they are lovely creatures. I believe someone complained that they touched mm. they touched the bearded dragon. Oh, it was cold to the touch. And that's yep. not healthy for it. It's in pain. The convention was cold. It was a very cold convention. It had no airflow, but if you're not in a fursuit and you're sitting there and you're made of lizard skin, it's cold. <laughs> it's very cold. I, I, I do agree that maybe they could have put the animals in some better situations. They were just in uh, like plastic Tupperware, like big Tupperware boxes with holes in it. They're not rich, <laughs> so I, I'm assuming they, they did what they could. They brought what they could, you know, to travel all the way to, to this convention. I just feel that all the hate that they received was so uncalled for and just sickening, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Full-heartedly. I just love how they were just armchair referee about the snake being in the ball pit and... You know, the snakes, they love burying in, the, in shit like this. Are you kidding me? They love that mm-hmm. shit. Another thing about the ball pit, just, it's just a comment, but I cannot believe how many people on Twitter do not understand satire. No. They just are physically <laughs> incapable. They're like, oh my god, it's Dashcard. Oh my god, they're so stupid. I can't believe they have a ball pit. Oh my god, they're so gross. It's like, it, it's a joke. <laughs> do you, a, do you understand joke, yeah. what a joke is? Like, yeah, it's a joke. Do you, really, do you really think they went and got this kiddie pool and put like 40, 40 little balls in it? were like, dude, this is going to be epic. Wait till they see this. Well, they're going to have so much fun. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just surprised they got an actual branded people <laughs> right yeah they, they, they were setting effort. up for that joke <laughs> they spent money on that joke so now we want to seg- so we talked about the good things and we also like dispelled some rumors and now we want to like seg you into some of the bad things that we've observed from uh free for all and bear with me i was not there i'm just i'm trying to take what i've been seeing on twitter and talk about it, discuss it, so that if it's real, we can discuss it. If it's not, we'll discuss that, you know, it, it wasn't like that. All right? So the obvious thing was the image problem that Free For All had. 
And now you can you can disagree with me and say, well, it's not a problem at all. They had it under control or whatever. But I think from a marketing perspective, this convention had a huge, huge image problem. And it you can argue that you know the image problem started when they announced to Griffin, and then it just went downhill from there. But the this convention had a huge image problem that it didn't really try to rectify. It basically their entire their entire marketing strategy was just, you know, ignore the haters, let the, the hate mm-hmm. just roll off your back, like a you know, water off a duck's back or whatever. I don't think that this was the best plan for marketing this convention. What do you think? Um, I agree. I am not a fan. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm, I'm not a fan of Two Griffin. I think he is a washed up comedian who has had too many drugs and alcohol, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he can be funny. He has made some jokes, but from my personal experience, it did not feel like he wanted to be there. From what I from what I understood, I mean, it was very funny seeing a pie thrown in his face. But <laughs> I think, and especially you know, I'm sure you've seen what they have announced the new. Uh, Guess of honor for the next con. I think that is slightly better, but it is also a very bad decision <laughs> to include <laughs> someone like Jason X as a, a guest of honor because they're doing this on purpose because they they know who they are who they're targeting who what demographic they are selling this to, but they're also dooming themselves for anyone outside of that bubble. You know, outside of the the edgy, the 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 right, you know, anything like that, mm-hmm. because everyone on the left is going to say, going to see Jason X to Griffin, and they're going to say, and you know, like they have been, that's a, that's alt right, that's Nazi. Don't go. If you go, you're a Nazi, and they're annexing themselves by doing this. Yeah, but yeah. but imagine being in their shoes. How do you get other people to come? You know, they probably are getting what they can because everyone mm-hmm. is petrified of trying to, you know. Imagine they try to get anybody else. I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah, and I agree. Um, I definitely did not agree with, for a first-year convention, I I did not agree that Two Griffin, as a guest of honor, was the best choice that they could do. I I really thought that when it comes to a guest of honor, they're, they're they're the big draw. They're the big draw to your event, and you've got to have a, somebody that will bring in their their fans to the event and to griffin like you said washed up comedian he's not Mm -hmm. really been in the furry fandom or in the public furry fandom sphere for like what five six years so he's so he has a relevancy issue but also he's very very polarizing and if he didn't want to be there why drag him there i mean it, it just kind of dragged your event down while assuming that it's going to be a big draw for your event, and it obviously wasn't. And then when they announced Jason Effects as their 2023 guest of honor, I was like, you know what, Peaceful? No, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. You're doing this out of spite. Out of spite! Damn right she is. (sighs) You said that Jason Effects was you know slightly better but also a very bad choice and i agree i agree but there's also so many people that were within this bubble there were so many people within this bubble that were less polarizing than jason effects that they could have chosen but of course they went with jason effects because he has a draw he has Mm -hmm. 
thousands of Twitter followers. They has people that watch his porn all the time. But at the same time, he is loaded, <laughs> overloaded with baggage. Oh, with yes. Oh, incredibly yeah. bad shit in his past that you can't just erase. And that rubs on your event for bringing him in as a guest of honor when you know better. You know better. You know this shit. Obviously not. Well, no, they know. She knows. <laughs> like I said, I think Peaceful is doing this out of spite. She sees all the hate and all the stuff that's being said about Jason effects. Jiggle bones. Oh, they brought jiggle bones to a convent. Like they, she knows that. She knows that. She says, "Oh, fuck it. Let's let's get him on there." Off for the show. He's got 25,000 followers. Let's bring him on in. Mm. And especially, especially after this convention, any ignorance that was, that were about the Jason effects, his, his, I believe his girlfriend, I don't know if they're married. Um, it's now very known knowledge. I mean, I didn't know anything about his past until I had read these things on, on Twitter about, you know, their past. I'm not, I don't want to get into it, but you know, things with underage, bestiality all this stuff and it's like oh that's not gonna look good for your next guest of honor because now everyone knows about it this was trending twice they ha who doesn't know about this i mean these people on twitter had these had literal like cia bulletin boards of <laughs> of like posts and pictures of these people like they had one for jason jason effects and you know sheep and all these other people and they have this whole like board of people what they've done why they should be canceled why they're horrible people why they're nazis blah 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 and it's like get a life <laughs> like they, they it's it's gross i agree it's not pleasant but you don't need to be going overboard like this and just trying to to ruin these people's lives and just be so aggressive it's just unneeded it looks bad. I don't know how these people can agree with him. Like, I look at these and I'm like, you guys are just spiteful, evil people. Like, I don't know how they have a following for this. To me, it's very difficult to support this convention when they keep on propping up on a pedestal all of these really shitty people. Like, when they mm -hmm. went from to Griffin, whom he's very, very polarizing, but also he's not PC at all. That's part of his shtick back when he was doing a stand-up routine on at conventions. When they went from that to Jason effects, I was just, I was angry. Because I'm like, there are people that you could have chosen that could have actually drawn people to your convention without drawing some of the stigmatization and polarization. And you just threw that away for this dude. Like, Why? Like this dude, he he and his wife, Kabir's his wife now, they did a bestiality comic together. And it's still up on the internet. What? And they don't even care about taking it down or anything. No, they, it's still there. It's still up on the internet if you so dare to look for it. Yep, I saw it today when I went to look at his Twitter. I was like, oh, so that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they don't try to hide it at all. They hide the full thing. They had the they had the full comic behind Patreon. Come on, <laughs> but you know what? they have they well they show like one 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 piece of the comic and it's oh if you want to see the rest you know subscribe to our Patreon pay us for it. Of but, course, know, it's it's um it's a very touchy subject. I agree. I mean, I'm going to sit here and say this. I think everyone has the own individual individual of choice of doing whatever they want without prosecution, but. 
You are not free from judgment if you do things that are so anti-norm, especially in this community. I mean, you're going to do bestiality. That's a very small percentage of the community, and it is very shunned. So when you do these things, you have to expect that crap like this is going to go very bad. And then you're going to be a guest of honor. It's like, ooh, you know, not going to look the best. Now, I'll say, when you are picked, well, I've never been picked guest of honor. Okay, but I'm I'm telling you, once you're picked as guest of honor, all your dirty laundry is out on the front lawn. All of it. Every bit of it. The same thing happened at Tales and Tornadoes, and I think Peace Wolf was involved with that before. She when was. When they decided... Oh, she was, yeah. 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 So, yeah, at at one point in the past, when Peace Wolf was involved with Tales and Tornadoes, she wanted to bring an artist named C. Bressos. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, uh, you know, C. C P-S-E-B-R-E-S-O-S. And some furry historians might remember this, uh, this spat. And when she was announced as the guest of honor for Tales and Tornadoes, that's when a bunch of these tweets stating that she didn't agree with homosexuality just went wide out in the open. Not from <laughs> Sabresos herself, but from people looking to dig up dirt about this person. Like I said, when you become the guest of honor for any convention, no matter how big or small, that's when all your dirty laundry is out in the front lawn. And there are people that will dig for it and throw it out there for everyone to see. Yep. yep. And I'm just and the people I'm just being shocked. everyone on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just shocked that Peace Wolf is completely oblivious to this behavior and just decides, hey, let's pick the most controversial person that has attended this convention that ha that can actually draw. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I, I was personally bummed about is how empty the dealer's den was. There were, I'm trying to think in my head, five or six total uh, booths there. And... I wanted to buy things. I wanted to donate my money. I did end up buying a bone. You can see my profile picture. That's the only thing I was able to, you know, get. And I was like, I wish the rest of the stuff I've already seen at every other con. It's they had, they did have a cool booth. Um, this one person was drawing very like oldish style, like '90s furry art. It was very niche. It was cool. And they had another person who was selling DVDs of very old like furry ish you know like the like the the furry awakening shows if you if you will like okay. very old movies and the you know cds of these things and dvds and that was cool but i believe peace wolf you know she's a very nice lady she knows what she's doing she i'm sure she's damn well aware of it but i think she's just trying to get the publicity but i just hope it just doesn't sweep her under the you know sweep it's from under things her. like this that kind of shake my my trust in peace wolf uh, i'm sure that she's that when it comes to like numbers and and financing and figures and budgeting and, and planning she's pretty good because of course this convention didn't hit any of the snags like other prior mm -hmm. conventions did not not necessarily the conventions that she uh was involved in but other conventions you'd never heard about this convention hitting a wall where they required payment for the venue or whatever, or else the, the convention was over. 
you know, that happened at a at Las Pegasus Unicon. That happened at DashCon. That happened at CCFC in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's extremely embarrassing and also very, very uh, nerve-wracking when that happens. But it does happen, and mm-hmm. surprisingly, it didn't happen here. But when it comes to publicity, good God, Peace Wolf is not a publicist. Peace Wolf is not a marketer. She's quite possibly one of the worst marketers I've ever seen. This is coming from somebody who is a marketer. Good God. (laughs) And then I want to kind of slide into some more of the bad actors because this convention had a lot of bad actors. I'm just going to throw it out there. And I know you said, you know, the, the furry raiders were, you know, they were kind of normal and they, they, they try the, the whole Nazi shtick so that uh, they, they rile people up. But I, I, I just kind of lump them in as bad mm-hmm. actors. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that I think the furry raiders are bad actors. Same with Foxler. How the hell did they get Foxler in there? How the hell did they look at Foxler and think, wow, this person really shouldn't be here. He diddled kids. Yeah, I don't, I mean, there were rumors that he snuck in, but upon, you know, talking with the staff, yeah. he, he was allowed in. He was, you know, he paid for his badge and he was allowed in. And it's just like, I, I did not speak with him, <laughs> but I did observe him <laughs> speaking to people. And, you know, a part of being a first year, you get to go to the lounge and you get to see these people unmasked, if you will. He you know, I'm I'm sure you've seen him before, but he just looks like a normal guy, and it's like mm-hmm. it it loses the intimidation value when you see him take off that horrible head, and you just see yeah. a normal guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his suit. But ooh, now, this isn't know. to oh, say God, that yeah. you know, free for all, but didn't do anything against bad actors. Most conventions don't do anything about bad actors. I will admit that most conventions don't do anything about bad actors. Exactly, and um, they don't. And then when they People. do, it's often so that they can virtue signal about it or make an example about it. The good example is uh, when MFF decided to go through all the trouble to FedEx next day air a letter to Milo Yiannopoulos saying, "Oh no 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 no, we don't want you here. Take your money and go." You know, they went through all that trouble, and and Milo, I will say, he he was doing it as a publicity stunt. I don't think he was planning to go, but even if he did, it was all about me, 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 me. It was all to draw attention to himself. I mean, you have to th- you have to think about it. When was the last time these raiders were? I mean, I'm not sure about the others, but when was the last time most of these people were at a convention? You know, most of them, I believe, are banned from most of the popular ones. Like, I don't think I would you would ever see them. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever see Milo Yiannopoulos at any furry convention, even even at free for all. But you know, who knows? Stranger things have happened at furry conventions. Right. But nevertheless, for a first-year convention, and even you know, going into their second year, they need to look at these bad actors and start to do something about it because, again, they're not going to expand past their bubble of 200 or so people if they continue to bring in these bad actors year after year. It's just a I agree. really bad agree. image, and it's you know they need to they need to dig the, they need to work to dig their image out of the septic tank that it's in right now. Forget <laughs> being think, in the toilet. Uh huh. <laughs> right. I think they need to choose though. You know, when it comes to what their convention is, is it a convention about being free and having no restrictions, being able to choose, or are you going to side with what people are saying and that it's a Nazi gun? It's an alt right. Blah blah blah. You have mm-hmm. to pick. You cannot sit here and guest after guest have these very controversial people 
And again, like I say, it's probably hard to get non-controversial people for a controversial con, but you have to pick one. You cannot do both. Right. Good old catch 22. With that, I just want to like point out that, so with this convention being like the overarching mission of the convention is freedom, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of feel like freedom has to be a personal decision. This, sometimes decisions have to be on a personal level. And sometimes the convention has to step in and for the sake of, of its own survival, mm-hmm. you know, make, make those strong decisions. Make those, make those uneasy decisions. Like with the bad actors, they have to, they have to make that decision because the, the furry raiders and Foxler and Avera Nova, they were not doing the convention any favors. Mm-hmm. I even overheard from people who staffed free for all saying, Oh my God, you know, they were, they were, they were just like, you know, kind of sweating from behind the scenes because all these furry raiders were here and they're not doing the convention any favors. Right. They want the convention to be a success and they're keeping that convention from being a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you need to form damage control procedures on that. Yeah. But like, if in your guys' opinions, would, would you think that they should uh, ban these people from coming? Like, what would you... That's the tricky thing. How do you go about having a free, you know, the theme of freedom in a con, but then you're going to do what every other con does and ban people from attending, blah, blah, blah. It's just the whole idea is a recipe for disaster because you cannot make everyone happy, you know? Yeah. There's going to be, someone's going to be unhappy. This is, this is something that I've been thinking about because I, I try to, I tend to try to be a free speech absolutist. And I like to, protect the freedom of speech whenever I can. Even in, even in situations where I don't agree with what people are saying, I still respect that they have the freedom of speech to say that. And in this case, you know, this is going to be a test. And people who want to test the limits of free speech are definitely going to be using free-for-all for as long as they can as a test to test free speech. Not for the reasons that you think they're doing that. Like the people that want to test the limits of free speech want to do so so that they can censor you. They can censor you. They can limit what you say. They want to convince you that censorship is right. And this is where you're left with two very bad options, like you mentioned. And it's a, it's a very tricky balancing act. In the case of free-for-all, I'd be I'd be asking very tough questions like the the furry raiders, you know, why are they here? I'd be mm-hmm. I'd I'd yeah. be talking to them wondering, "Hey, why are you here dragging the convention down when I know people don't want to see you here and they think that you're a bunch of racist, bigoted terrorists that you know they, they will they will gladly go that far. Even if you said that, you know, the the, the furry raiders are you know, no big deal. Even if you said that, they won't believe you. Right. They, they believe that furry raiders are there and suddenly this convention's unsafe. This, of course, will hamper the convention for as long as possible. And eventually, you know, they can, they can go for a little while with, uh, you know, stagnating attendance numbers. But eventually they're going to hit a brick wall where they need more people to come in. 
And when they hit that brick wall, that's when they are thinking about this decision and thinking, why didn't we take action? Why didn't we do something? Yeah. It's a very uneasy decision, but I, I really think that they should step in and tell the furry raiders, you're not doing our convention any favors. And they should tell Foxler, get the fuck out. You have child sexual abuse charges on you. Get the fuck out. There yep. has to be a line. There has to be a line, the, yes. Even if it's a free free con, there has to be. You have to draw a line in the dirt somewhere. Yeah. And if you're going to allow the Raiders, you can't allow pedophiles. You know, um, it just... Uh, yeah. If they're not allowed, if there are laws against these people and you know, there's court sentences and, and uh, restraining orders and stuff like that, that has to apply to the conventions too. They don't get a free pass. Yeah. You know, people, they have to take accountability. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think if this convention is to survive, something has to change. I think people should try the con. I think they should try it before they knock it. I mean, all these people crying about it on Twitter. Uh, they did not attend, and the one the one liberal that I knew of that attended, he said it was not what he expected. It was a normal con. It was very boring, which I agree. It was pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, he didn't get everyone. He made it very he made it very apparent that he was a liberal. He told people, you know, he he was openly admitting he was a brony. He he even bidded he even bidded on a Twilight Sparkle plushie at the silent auction. And he won it. <laughs> He outbid somebody, and it's like nobody harassed him. Nobody called him crap. Nobody swore at him. Nobody confronted him. He was just there. I talked to him. He, I'm in one of his videos where he introduces first years. You know, we were just having fun. Mm -hmm. like, you know, these are just people that are attending. And I think if you just attend the con, I mean, if you don't like the Raiders, don't talk to them. Don't, you know, avoid them. If they're your reason you're not going to the con, then I understand. But it's like, don't condemn an entire group of people just because there's a small percentage, you know, a small batch, a bad batch of apples that are there. They do not affect everybody else, yeah. you know, in the long run. Okay. Yeah, right. that's fair. That's fair. And unfortunately, you know that the people that were decrying this convention are never going to try it. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> I wish not. they would. I wish they would just dip their toe, you know, go to the convention. You go once. Oh, I hated that. At least you know, <laughs> but you know it was nothing what you thought it was going to be. At mm -hmm. least you know that. Yeah. Well, if they did stick their toe out there, it'd probably just burn because they're just so filled with hate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they all just assume the worst. But if they were to actually come to these cons, I don't know if they're expecting like a line of leftists versus a line of right people just charging each other with swords and shields. But we're furries. We're pussies. We are. Socially awkward. We're not going to confront each other. We're going to probably talk behind each other's back. Oh, look at this. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, there's a leftist over there. You know, that's right. going to be the extent. I mean, there are certain, um, with more people, there becomes more, you know, discrepancies. Like I mentioned at FWA with that lady, but that, that con had over 9,000 people who were attending yeah. or something crazy like that, you know. Mm -hmm. But for a small con, nothing's going to happen. Nothing. Yeah. And nothing really did. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So with that, uh, we've got to call it a night. Thank you very much uh, for joining us on this podcast episode. No problem. Yeah, Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, feel free to do so. 
twitter.com slash liftyunleash. And also be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can keep up with the latest episodes as they come out. But anyway, this is Unleashed. Thank you very much, buddy. And uh, we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Good night. Follow us online on Twitter, twitter.com slash liftyunleashed. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Unleashed is brought to you by executive producer Brandon Squire, hosts Lifty Husky and Texiote. Produced at the FJB Studios, Seagirt, Maryland. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the respective views of the hosts and guests only. Unleashed!